This podcast was prepared by Ashley and Martell in their personal capacity. The opinions expressed in this show are the host of and do not reflect the views of any of their personal affiliations. You dig me? What's going on, y'all? What up? This is episode four of <laughs> Black Political Millennials. Yes. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, it is, is 2020. It's the first joint of 2020. First episode of the new year. Hey, Feeling now. all the good vibes. This new year has started off pretty cool for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how about cool. you? It's been pretty cool as well. Yeah. Had some time off, caught up on some sleep. And uh yeah, I'm I'm feeling energized and recharged and ready to just go hard in the paint this year. I uh would like to second that. Yes. Um definitely had a good break. Christmas was great, of course. It was Bellamy's first Christmas. <laughs> so that mm-hmm. was cool. Her grandparents did what we expected them to do, buy her a bunch of shit that she does not need. <laughs> but we are thankful. Um, because she's always fly and she always has something to play with. So uh, we are thankful and blessed for all of that. And she also just turned six months. Already. Already. Time flies. Yeah, she's asleep right now, so she might give y'all a cameo at some point if she wakes up (laughs) while we record this fourth episode. Um, and also because I just have to because I am a Beyonce lover. Happy birthday to Blue Ivy. She is eight today. Eight. She's eight. Damn. I know. Yo. All right. So since we talking about Blue real quick, I got to speak about some tweets that I saw mm. over the holiday um, with one one black man that was. I can't, I can't, it's like the, the tweet verbatim, but basically said that the older Blue gets, she looks more like Jay, and like he feels bad for her, and then there was another white woman reporter that added on talking about um, she'll definitely be getting some plastic surgery in the future like most celebrity kids do. Um, wow. Yeah, it was wild, and I'm like, and man, this is a whole on that child. note, I posted a whole picture of my little cutie blue, because every mm-hmm. I don't care what nobody say that's fam. She looks like her mother. She does. And if anything, she looks like Solange. That's real. Like, look she at that picture. She definitely be in that picture. She looks like Beyonce. Yeah. And everybody needs to hop off Blue's dick. Y'all Yo, mad period. that uh, y'all will never have the amount of money that she has in her life. Or the fact that she will never see a ceiling in her whole life. Mm. And she let all y'all know that That's fact, when yeah. she was six. And y'all are mad. <laughs> Because, I mean, because my thing is, as an adult, yo, what brings you to be able to talk about a child that way? Like, 
That's weird as hell. Because they miserable. And then the uh, the lady reporter like doubled down and basically was trying to thank people for checking her, but said that she was like basically like it happens like people's like celebrities' kids get surgery. Yeah, and they I was do. just like, yo, we you apologize to that child. Yes, and her parents because she's lucky. Beyonce can blackball her. She better watch it. Oh yeah, no, I mean that could still happen, and it <laughs> might be happening, and we just don't know about it. <laughs> In the works. Real, real. <laughs> yeah, but no, I wasn't feeling that, man. Some billionaire like, Carters, don't touch that. Yeah, man, that's weak as hell, man. You talking about that girl like that, man? Beautiful child. Mm-hmm. Young is just mad. Shout out to her eight years of life. I'm so excited to watch her grow. That's what's up. I'm hoping that as my daughter gets older, that Blue Ivy's doing something that my daughter is going to be interested in. I'm sure. Because we going to all of it. And <laughs> I got all the reasons to say why I'm going. Because yeah. my baby want to go. That's what's up. So, yes. Um, but, you know, here we are on episode four to sure. drop some more so. uh, political conversations on you listeners who first let's we're so thankful for our yeah, listeners yo, thanks for listening our y'all. friends you know people who may not even know us people well that are listening us. we thank you we appreciate you because y'all help motivate us to keep doing what we're doing because you're listening yeah. and so that means we need to keep giving you what you're listening for yes. which is our our thoughts and information that yeah, we're sharing and we from a black political millennials mm-hmm. shout out to the random people in places like indianapolis indiana if you're listening to us listen and like i don't even know like Biloxi. we'll have to ch- yeah we'll have to check with our producer to run them uh facts down for us but yeah so uh, thank you for anybody listening in a, in a small city that has less than 35,000 people in it mm-hmm. i don't know why that number just stuck out but i salute you for listening to us from your small city we salute you. Yes, yes. And tell your friends about us. Yes, tell a friend, tell a friend. Follow us. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Black Political Millennials. And mm-hmm. um, we also have an email. What's that email? Yeah, the, e- the email is uh, BPM Podcast 412 at gmail.com. So hit us up, send us an email or an article or something like that. Yes. Let us know what you're thinking. Um, we've got some cool things that we want to put into the works this year. So mm-hmm. um, we're excited and we're glad that we got this momentum started up at the end of Probably. 2019 so Probably. that we can, you know, go full force in 2020. So Most definitely. keep updated. Yo, stick with us. So <laughs> be in the know. No. Um, <laughs> the hub PGH. So, uh, the clip that we uh, shared. Uh, you wanna? So the give clip a little insight. We uh, played, as you all know, that has been listening to us. We um, we open our shows with a clip, um, usually from a political figure, um, or a clip surrounding some kind of uh, political or government event, action, situation. Whatever you call it. Um, so today's clip was actually from um, President Bill Clinton. Um, and this particular clip was based on a bombing of Iraq in 1998, which was called Operation Desert Fox. Um, and it took place um, December 16th through the 19th. Um, Something that was interesting um, is while these bombings were happening, um, there was actually debate for an impeachment in the House. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people, you know, kind of criticized the bombings and saying it was a, a method to uh, distract, um, you know, or to kind of move attention or focus from the impeachment scandal. Mm-hmm. Um as I did some further research, y'all, I realized that earlier in that year, there was an Operation Infinite Reach, um, which actually there was missile strikes against suspected terrorist bases in Sudan and Afghanistan that happened on the 20th of August. Um, Can you repeat that year? Oh, uh, yeah. So that was, um, this is 1998. Um, so this was in August um, of 1998. Um, yeah. these missile, stra- missile strikes um, actually began three days after 
Clinton was called to testify before a grand jury during the Monica Lewinsky scandal. Mm. Um, and some people called uh, Operation Infinite Reach Monica's War. <laughs> mm. um, <laughs> and they said that um, the timing of, of that operation in Desert Storm led to accusations of a wag the dog situation, uh, which is actually a movie um, that came out in 97. I haven't even seen it, but I'm definitely finna watch it now. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna check that out. I'm gonna check that out. But um, there's some some very very interesting comparisons to what's happening right now. Yeah, um, you know, I always have a lot of thoughts about <sighs> everything, but this one in particular, especially when we read about um, 1998 and how we're still bombing in these foreign countries. Um, at the best interest of the United States. It's just, you know, is it really our best interest as the United States to keep doing this? Because um, here we are in 2020, still bombing the same people same. since we was bombing back in 1998, 22 years ago. So, um, yeah, you know, I think it's really interesting, and we're going to touch a little bit more about that this particular move from a president at this time, um, the times that are happening during their presidency. Uh, you know, 98, I was a kid, like a little, little kid. So none of this stuff really um, mattered to us because we couldn't even you make know sense of it. You know what sticks out to me from 1998? What? Game day 98. Man, that was wow. one of the best football games ever of its time. Listen, I forgot <laughs> about that. Yo, that's all I remember about 98. And Jerome Bettis was unreal on that joint, too, yo. <laughs> yeah, I think what I, all I can, not all I can remember, but what I remember about 98 was uh, a pageant that I did. <laughs> oh, that's what's up. <laughs> yeah, I came back to Pittsburgh and I... Uh, did a pageant because I had lived in Atlanta um, from 96 to 98 and moved back to Pittsburgh. And yeah, that's oh. all that I remember. So <laughs> when we were, what what age is that? 98, uh, I was 11. Yeah. And I wasn't thinking about that. But here we are now repeating history in a way. Um this particular quote, and I just happened to scroll on it. I'm looking at businessinsider.com. Uh, history doesn't always repeat itself, but it often rhymes. Mm. A Twitter user wrote about the similarities between Trump and Clinton's Middle East actions. Mm -hmm. And then states in 1998, Clinton attacked Iraq while delaying his impeachment process and eventually ex escaped it. Trump is doing the same. Right. <laughs> Which, again, that makes me think politics. Like, y'all, we really, we just got to be up on these politics because there's just so much happening right now. We've, we we mm -hmm. discussed that this episode is going to be uh, WTF is going on. Yeah, what, in the world is, what in the world is going on? What man? is going on? Because it's just really, really crazy with, you know, um, these airstrikes and comparisons of and especially to see that it was a democratic president mm -hmm. so it was literally what we see now it's the complete opposite, the opposite. Mm -hmm. and you know uh i'm sure the republicans the gop back in the 90s were raising hell you know they mm -hmm. were impeaching clinton over personal domestic issues and <laughs> we had the Senate majority in 98, or, yeah, was that 98? 98? We had the Senate majority, or Democrats, I should say, had the Senate majority, because everyone listening might not be a Democrat in the sense of voting voter status, um, had the majority. And so he was um, cleared by the Senate. The House impeached him, but the Senate didn't. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that they say that impeachment... It's a stain on a president's history, but Bill's good. Oh, yeah. 
feels good out here. Well, yeah, well, in these parts. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and and the same will go for Trump. <laughs> Post post office, yeah, he's nah, good his around his parts. Some small parts. And um, you know, <laughs> it's happening. Whether you're paying attention to it or not, this stuff is going down up in Washington D.C. Um, our money is being used for it, mm-hmm. and so um, look into that if you're just curious and you're interested in reading about history and what's happened before. Um, it's just very telling to be able to um, see mm-hmm. the comparisons. Oh yeah, no, nah, it's uh, it seems like Trump a lot of times is just taking old playbooks from <laughs> former presidents. From former presidents. Yeah, Obama didn't need to do that shit. To run. Obama just had to run, and he had a week. Weak Republican candidates as well. It mm-hmm. they helped him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yo, he's doing. He's he's basically like I won't be surprised. Yo, y'all remember on Coming to America? And there's a scene where Mr. McDowell's in the office and he got the McDonald's handbook. Yeah, and they bust in and he think it's them and he had it. Like mm-hmm. that's Trump right now with mm-hmm. with Obama. He got Obama's black bander mm-hmm. and he got Bill Clinton's blue bander. Mm-hmm. And because he's really a Democrat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, oh, they did this. I'm gonna do this here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and that's pretty much it. And then he passed it on to to uh to his wife because she be biting off of Mama Michelle Obama all the time. Mm-hmm. Like she stole her speech. She Listen, stole her speech. She, she be likes her Michelle. Swag. Michelle, I'm in sure. her mind, is her friend. She probably got a picture up of her in her little hidden room, real quick, mm-hmm. or a shrine or something. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Yep, yep, but, yep. But yeah, no, I think it's important that um that you all definitely take some time man, every day to just turn a turn a news station on or read an article or two because there's a lot of things happening right now in this instant. Um, yes, and I want to add this additional tweet <laughs> from uh, because you know we should discuss more Twitter since that's how our president likes to communicate to us. Right. Um, but then it says, "Lesson learned: Do not impeach a sitting president of the United States of America. A country will be chosen and attack." Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's it's because hmm. uh, if we if we're talking politics, it's political. It's a political move. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about all these wars that have happened, that's a money game. Somebody is financially benefiting from this war because these missiles, these things cost trillions that's real. of dollars. Not millions, trillions. not billions, trillions. Yeah. And we are, you know, we are paying for that. Mm-hmm. That's our money. When you're taxed federally, people, this is what they do with our money. Yeah, and you already seen Trump bragging about spending all that money. Yeah, he already bragged about spending the the uh yeah. the, the the two trillion. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And he got nice he, new shiny yep. tools and toys, and, and he can't wait to yeah, use them because he's a kid. Uh, he's a big kid. Sheesh. He's a big kid. So, uh, yeah, we have uh we have bombed Iran. Not yet, not yet. Um, what happened was, oh, real quick, I wanted to to do this. So as far in '98, the Republicans were a majority in the House, and they were in a majority in the Senate as well. But there was a larger number of Democratic senators in the House than there is now. So it wasn't as mm, uh, as know, polarized yeah, as it is now. As it is now. Okay, um, but. They was, there was a lot of not guilty votes. The two articles that were moved to the Senate, they voted not guilty on. Um, 55 for one and 50 for the other. Um, but, yeah, I just want to put that out there. But um, as far as what's happening now is two days ago, maybe three days ago. I can't even remember. It's, there's so much happening. But um, <laughs> the, the president commander-in-chief decided to do a um, a missile strike on an Iranian commander, but it happened at the airport in Iraq. Okay, um, that was it. Yeah, that's, so, that was it. So that's what I'm happened. Like, so, yeah, so, okay. yeah, so okay. everybody's bombing in Iraq. 
Um, okay. And then I couldn't imagine. Imagine if people just bombed in yo, America. Yo, just people that's not. Yeah, and and you know what's wild is I feel like a lot of people don't like when you speak to people that grew up in other countries. They have different understandings or visions of war because those wars happen in their countries. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You talk to somebody from Eastern Europe. On the ground. You talk to somebody from from Western Africa or Eastern Africa, like. Even people from certain parts of South America and Central America, like their experience with war is way different than how we see it because mm-hmm. we see war on our TV screen. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like these people yep. seeing war down a block yep. at a church. You know yep. what I mean? So um, I think it's important that, I mean, there's a lot of lot of people that was joking about a lot of stuff. And I mean, yeah, some of it was funny given, but man, we got to realize that this is like, people this is lives. really real. This is really people's real. People's lives are really at um, stake. People aren't going to go home. No. Nah. People aren't going to make it because it is a war. Mm-hmm. And I guess we could get to the breaking news now that mm-hmm. um, Iran has um, attacked. attacked two air bases in Iraq where mm-hmm. U.S. soldiers are at. Yes. Um, the same base that uh, Trump went to Christmas of 2018. Yep. And Pence his was first, there. Yeah. If his, that was Trump's first. Um, trip to seeing um, mm-hmm. our soldiers uh, yeah. out of the country. And, um, and Pence was just there in November last year. Yeah. Pence. So Iran attacked two American bases in Iraq early Wednesday. And this was reported from the Iranian official news media. Mm-hmm. And United States officials said the start of what Iran had promised would be retaliation mm. for the killing of a top Revolutionary Guard commander, right. um, which was uh, Soleimani. Yeah, Commander Soleimani. Um, I'm I'm Quas- horrible with it. Quasim. Quasim um, Soleimani. Yes. Yeah. I that believe. name. Y'all know I, I I I struggle with these names, and I'm I'm gonna work on it because. I'm not interested in butchering names, but yeah. um, this is their retaliation. And, um, you know, I, I feel for the families, you know, who know that their their loved ones are the ones on this base. Mm-hmm. Um, being it that it's an air base, my father is retired from the Air Force. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine. Right. Um, that being my reality. Um, so the rockets were fired at um, the American base at Assad, which is in Ambar province in western Iraq. And there were also rockets fired at an American base in Erbil in northern Iraq. Um, an American military official said that Iran launched more than a dozen ballistic missiles against United States military and coalition forces in Assad and Erbil. Um, They're still working to um, see if there are any casualties or damages. I am assuming that there are, and um, it really breaks my heart to hear Mm -hmm. that. Um, And what else? These... These attacks, uh, the rockets had hit the base um, at 1.20 a.m., which is the same time mm. that General Soleimani was killed Oh wow! by the American drone at the Baghdad airport. Damn. So, you know, it's, 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 these are war games. Yeah, um, these ain't. This is, it's, it's very serious. Yes. Wow. The president's been in, he's been briefed. And remember, I pulled up, there was an article from CNN where I want to say Trump two days ago says that the U.S. is ready to strike 52 Iranian sites if Tehran attacks. Mm. That's exactly who attacked was Tehran. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's going to be, this is just the beginning of a, a lot of different missile strikes and attacks. Um, I think, but one thing that um, was said was that um, once American weapons touch the soil of Iran, I think that's when it'll escalate. I think their attack has escalated, but I feel like 
another attack from the U.S. hitting Iran, the ground, will definitely escalate a little bit more. Um, so definitely keep people in y'all prayers, man. And if y'all know anybody that's active duty, reach out to them. Find out where they at um, or reach out to their peoples because uh, this is one of them wars where this is one of them it's going to be a long time kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, just when, like it was after 9-11. Yeah. I mean, we just kind of gotten out of it. There's Belly. Yeah, she woke up. Mm-hmm. I think um, another thing that I wanted to add to um, as far as news goes is the commander's funeral. I guess it was a, to oh, a multiple yeah. day funeral, but there was a stampede mm-hmm. at the funeral. Mm-hmm. Um and earlier this morning, they said 32 people were killed. But I just saw one article that said up to 50. Another said 40. So we're going to say like 45 people were killed in the stampede um, at this funeral. And I saw a video of the funeral procession, and it was unreal how many people were out there. It was yeah. crazy. But then later I saw a tweet that said that people were forced to go to the funeral. And some people got like shot. If they didn't go to the funeral. I believe so, it. I mean. So that's wild though. So imagine this. Like you're forced to go to this funeral and then you get caught in a stamp- stampede. Because not only were 50 people killed, but over 200 people were injured. So you know what I'm saying? Like that's probably mad children, elderly folks, you know, wow. that that were had to be there. And now you're caught in the stampede because wow. you had to be somewhere because you don't want to die. Right. So you ain't wow. want to die because. You didn't want to, because you weren't didn't want to refuse going to the funeral, but then you end up dying at the funeral in a stampede. I don't know. That's that's wild. I mean, we can only um, go off of what we're told, but that's wild to me, though. Just to yeah, think about. it is. Um, it it's like I don't know. I'm cracking up right now. Sorry, I'm getting off topic, but everyone always says Bellamy never cries. I feel like on this show we hear her cry the most. Like, <laughs> she's basically saying, "I want to get on the mic." Mm-hmm. Wait till she starts I should, talking. I, we I had the mic earlier and it wasn't working. Now I wake up from my nap and the mic's working. Yeah, <laughs> shady. That's what that was. She gonna be on. We gonna have to give her a minute on the show whenever <laughs> she starts talking. Shady. Um, but hey, girl. Um, yeah, you know, this, this, this Iran, Iraq military missile strikes, war, um, it's happening. There's a lot of things coming out of it. Um, I, I mentioned prior to us starting, um, recording this episode, you know, when we get into these wars, you know, because they always happen, (laughs) somebody's making a whole bunch of money off of this. Oh, yeah. And um, the excuse of always it being, you know, we are operating in the best interest of the United States. I mean, whose best interest? Right. So. That's real. I think she wants to come in here. She's trying. She's trying to be part of the part of the show show. You could bring her in here. Show though. Um, but yeah. So yes, I that's my thoughts. The 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 back and forth is happening. We will keep you updated as best we can, mm-hmm. and um, we can we can move on to oh, uh oh, she's really upset. Yeah, I'm not feeling that. So we were going to, um, one thing that, that I know that you had mentioned real quick that um, hopefully we might be able to, to visit real quick was um, a listing of presidents that were um, presidents during war and how they're like, they've never been defeated. Um, yeah, so I found a um, a blog. I know you said it went back to James Madison. Yeah, so it's from the Progressive Professor. And this was written back in 2012. And he says, uh, never has a president in wartime been defeated. 
mm. including two times when war clouds hovered, mm. but we were not technically at war. Witness the following. James Madison, the War of 1812, re-elected in 1812. Abraham Lincoln, the Civil War, re-elected in 1864. Wow. Woodrow Wilson, World War I, not at war, but nearing it, re-elected in 1916. Mm. Franklin D. Roosevelt, World War II, not at war but nearing it, re-elected in 1940, and then at war, re-elected in 1944. Lyndon B. Johnson, using the Vietnam War issue mm -hmm. through the Gulf of Tonkin, elected in 1964. Richard Nixon, Vietnam War, re-elected in 1972. Wow. And last, George W. Bush, Iraq and Afghanistan wars, reelected in 2004. Mm. So then it goes on to say the list does not include James K. Polk, who chose not to run for reelection after the end of the Mexican War in 1848. Mm. And William McKinley reelected after the Spanish-American Wars end in 1900. Harry Truman, who chose not to run in 1952 during the Korean War. Lyndon B. Johnson, who chose not to run during the Vietnam War in 1968. Yeah, and George H.W. Bush, who was triumphant during the Persian Gulf War, but then lost 18 months later for re-election in 92 due to the bad economy and the candidacy of Ross Perot helping Bill Clinton to win in a three-way race. Now, this was written whenever Obama, President Obama, I'm going to throw that president in there because I like him, mm -hmm. um, winning re-election with the Afghanistan war raging, um, are excellent. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, <laughs> I talk to a lot of people. I don't know what's going to happen with this presidential election, but... Um, it's sad to say that if Trump is reelected, I won't be surprised. Yeah, I hope. I hope that's not the case, but I know everybody's saying that's what happens when there's wars. I'm just hoping that this one time we could make a difference. Just once. We could. I mean, if people actually get out and vote and people actually understand like what we're up against and, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think the only thing that worries me, you know, it's census year. You know, we're about to get into the census. Damn, There's man. a lot that's about to go down with getting the census. And um, the fear tactics used by this current administration when it mm -hmm. comes to. Um, oh, I can't believe that I'm immigration. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to. Uh, just simply like the right and the left, you know, this conversation of socialism and, yep. you know, you know, candidates like Bernie Sanders and people being super like, we're not a socialist country. Like, you know what? Social security is so socialism. Mm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. come on y'all. Like it, it's, it, don't use the fear tactics, but they're happening and people believe it and people listen. Right. And um, I just don't put anything past anyone. And after watching the elections back in 2016, mm -hmm. I'm just not surprised. I will always say that voter turnout matters so much in 2020. Definitely. We have to understand that, yes, the Electoral College you know, votes are the deciding numbers. But get this, census numbers are going to change what how many electoral votes states have. Yep. I just saw Pennsylvania, we might lose one. That's crazy. Which is crazy. Texas might gain three. Oh, man. That's crazy, right? That's crazy. So we need to have these conversations about the Electoral College and quit making the statement, it doesn't matter what we do, the Electoral College is going to decide the vote. Man, the electoral Because all the black folks in Pittsburgh be want to move to Atlanta, yo. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we about to lose that. See, all y'all that want to move, this down there, 
we up here about to lose a whole one electoral college vote. You know, and but we gotta also to put that blame it. on some Pen- on Pennsylvania because oh, yeah, Pennsylvania nah, is right. a racist state, oh, and I'm gonna goodness. say it. You oh, know, yes, we have you know our Democratic governor Tom Wolf, and I'm thankful for that mm-hmm. because the governor before him really messed some things up, and so uh, Wolf has you know, made some steps and strides to, you know, fix something. Corbett, Corbett? yeah. Um, But I will never forget going back to school when he was reelected in college and having so many people that couldn't come back to school because there was no money for them to get their loans. So I'll never forget that. And he made such – it's just crazy. So we really got to discuss that. But with the Electoral College, those numbers and those votes go to – the majority winner in the state. Mm-hmm. So if you are a state uh, like Pennsylvania, and if we really want to see um, our state win to get to give the votes not to Trump to whoever the Democratic candidate is, mm-hmm. we have to vote. Gotcha. As a state, this isn't a Pittsburgh thing. This isn't a Philly thing, a Harrisburg thing, an Erie thing. Mm-hmm. This is a statewide thing that we have to show up. Bucks County. We need to be talking about all these areas. Like, we can talk about the big cities, but we need to talk about all these small areas. You know, one thing that Mm -hmm. I appreciate my experience on the Emerge, um, in the Emerge Pennsylvania cohort, was that I got to meet a lot of women Mm -hmm. who aren't from the, the... uh, predominantly or majority Democratic areas like Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. You oh know, wow. they live in these smaller areas like Bucks County, mm. and they are not here for Trump. And so mm. it's in those small townships and neighborhoods that those who are progressive and not um, for the tactics of a president like Trump right. to show up because – Black folks, we are showing up to vote. You know, That's we right. we actually have been showing up, I, especially my sisters. Like, black women, shout out to us because we get shit done. Right. But it is all of us because white people are still the majority. So I be telling all my white friends, I post all the things on social media that calls out white women because I love my white sisters. Like, I love them, and I have a good bit of them, and I appreciate them. I know some of them listen to this podcast, and shout out to y'all because y'all are real. But they know, like, check your friends. Mm -hmm. Check your family. Don't just accept it. Not that you can change them, but check them and let them know that they're not right because that having those conversations are are the things that will change – um, what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have those difficult conversations, um, I can't talk to your family, but they can talk to their family. I can't talk to your friends, but you can talk to your friends. That's true. Um, and just let, let them know. Make them uncomfortable. Make them question themselves or make them think that they got to continue to challenge you. But call that shit out because we are – we, especially in a state like Pennsylvania, black folks ain't making a vote happen. We can't do it on our own. We mm-hmm. need the white people to call that shit out, too. Yeah, there's not enough of us. Yes. So we got to have those conversations. Yes, the electoral electoral college votes matter, but they matter because the state is winning the majority for mm-hmm. the, the candidate. That's how that works. Yeah. Technically... The Electoral College doesn't have to vote with the state. Mm-hmm. That was the purpose of an Electoral College, to be that that voice of reason, to never allow a Trump to happen. But it happened. So mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. we can't just say, oh, we're not going to vote. Like, everywhere, everybody has to vote. And presidential elections are difficult because the president is such a big office. Like, you, I don't know the presidential candidate like that. So mm-hmm. I, I don't. I can't be like, oh, that's the homie. I don't really know. But from the surface, and I won't get too specific, but one of my board meetings, uh, one of my fellow board members made a statement of, in regards to a Democratic presidential candidate. She said, don't don't date them, but vote for them. Mm-hmm. That is it. 
you might not want that person to be somebody that you would date and have personal interactions with, mm-hmm. but they're going to they gonna push the policies that will make sure that you and the people around you are good, mm-hmm. so you vote for them. You don't got to have relations with them. You don't. Like, maybe you can have a beer, maybe you can't, because everybody's not personable, but if they know how to get work done and get shit done, we need to be voting for them. Mm-hmm. That that's just all that's that that's 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 where I stand on that, um, especially when it comes to these presidential candidates. I kind of think I might have made up my mind on who I'm going to vote for in the primaries. And I ain't going to say it yet because I'm not going to stomp for nobody. Mm-hmm. I'll probably tell y'all in March who I'm going to vote for. But, um, yeah, we have to change the narrative about the Electoral College. Not that it's not problematic because it's problematic as fuck. And I hope one day we can have. Um, a federal government that can get rid of it and mm-hmm. it can be done. But for now, we got it. So we need to be um, encouraging every single person in every single state to get out and vote. No doubt. So, yeah, if you ain't registered to vote, we're going to get you registered to vote. And um, speaking of bringing attention to things, um, one thing, one thing that my homie Shout out to my homie Rashad. Uh, some one thing that my homie always says is anytime there's some kind of unrest, there's some kind of war, there's something going on, that usually there's something that's being passed along, slid through, um, unbeknownst to the to the general public. Um, so of course, right now, um with the impeachment still looming um, with, you know, war being ever closer to us. Um, One article that I found or something that I found out yesterday that I thought was very interesting, um, especially here in the state of Pennsylvania is our U S Senator or U S Senator Pat Toomey, um, along with eight GOP U.S. House lawmakers from Pennsylvania are urging Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade um, and also and also Planned Parenthood v. Casey. Uh, so <sighs> Pat Toomey is actually joined with 38 senators and 106 more House members and an advocate's brief calling on the high court to overturn these cases. If you don't know what Roe v. Wade is, this is basically the landmark case that had to do with abortion rights. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lois the Key, the GOP, is trying to move the Supreme Court to overturn this landmark case while we're all worried about war, while we're all focused about war and impeachment. And that's why you have to stay focused. Listen, Republicans play chess, y'all. They strategize. Mm -hmm. They make these plans years in advance. This ain't new. Oh, no. It's new to us. It ain't new to them. Mm -hmm. And... um, we we reelected to me in Pennsylvania in 2016 with Trump, mm-hmm. so bruh ain't out of office till what 2023 his, uh, January one. His next term, yeah, his term ends in 2023. So, I guess the 2022 is when the campaigning would begin for him. Yep. Um, 2022, y'all. Yep. 2022. Um, because things like Roe v. Wade, we just don't got time. Okay. We don't have time. Mm-hmm. No time at all for that, man. Um, but, yeah, these things happen a whole lot. So that's why I'm saying it's important to, to be versed and know what's happening because there's always these small things that end up getting slipped through. Always. Through Congress, through House. Um, you might even have... Um, some executive orders that are written through this. So it's important in the words of the homie Childish Gambino. Stay woke. Seriously. And this is Trump's Supreme Court, y'all. <laughs> yeah, but no, nah, you definitely got you definitely gotta 
stay versed and stay woke on what's going on. Um, keep listening. We're going to keep you updated. Yeah. And we're also, gonna keep you posted. we're going to, um, we talked about the census, and I know everybody doesn't know about the census, but we're going to have an episode dedicated just, just to, to that. The 2020 census. We so should try to get some speakers yeah, and some we'll people we can talk to. I actually got a. We might need mm, to do a live show. We might need to make that join a live show, yo. We could we could figure it out. We gonna talk. I'm gonna talk to my home girl. She's doing a lot of work for the county, Allegheny County in Pennsylvania, um, on the census work, and maybe I can talk her into coming in and talking to us about everything she's been working on. Yeah. She has been busting her ass because I haven't seen her. And you know, when you got she friends that you don't see, that means they busting ass, they yeah, working, no, they grind and they getting stuff done. And that is what she has been doing. Um, I am fortunate that I got a chance to see her this past, um, this past Saturday at uh, professional women's network. It's an organization that I'm a part of that I, um, completely adore the Word. mission of the work that we do with Professional Women's Network in the city of Pittsburgh. But she was able to attend, and we briefly got a chance to discuss her work about the census. And like I said, she's been working very hard. So um, we'll I'll tap into her and see um, availability and time frame. It might be good for her, too, because she's got to promote the census because we need to get folks on yeah. and filling out their census forms, um, especially here so much. in Allegheny County. So we'll definitely get into that. All of this stuff is connected. No doubt. Um, so yeah, we'll make that we'll make that one happen. So ke keeping us local, um, Ash, I know you had a story about a um, the retirement. Somebody's yes. going to retire soon. State they, um, Representative Harry Reedshaw. He announces retirement after how many terms, y'all? 13. So what does that mean? 26 years that he sat wow. in the Pennsylvania State House. Long wow. time. That's definitely That's a long, a long time. That is almost my whole life. Right. Almost my whole life. Um, he actually, he had a Democratic challenger in this upcoming election season. Hmm. Um, and her name is Jess Benham. Uh, she, you know, announced maybe end of December, I want to say Jess announced that she was going to be running for his seat. Um, Reed Shaw <laughs> gracefully bowed out. Um, she was very, uh, diplomatic in her response from him, uh, making this decision but let me also throw this up here so harry reedshaw he's a third generation funeral director and owner of reedshaw funeral home in carrick um he announced his retirement this past tuesday and he represented the 36 district since 1995 um you know, bruh, been there for a while. He is mm -hmm. a conservative Democrat. What does that mean? Like conservative Democrat. <laughs> like I don't really know. I, I know what it means, but like, what does it, what mean? Does it mean? What does it mean? No, I feel you. I mean, it probably mean that a lot of stuff that the other deeper blue people is fighting for. You're not gonna fight for it. No, he voted against. Um, you know, he's a votes. He's 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 anti-choice. Um, he uh, he basically votes for the Republicans. He he's he's no better. Just like what's his name? Um, in Penn Hills, that somebody need to run against Tony DeLuca. And I will always say this: he's lucky I don't live in Penn Hills. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, he was a conservative Democrat. Jess Benham is running against him. Um, she's a from the south side, uh, she's been endorsed by some Pittsburgh area Democratic officials. Senator Lindsey Williams has endorsed her. Hmm. Um, That's my senator. 
Yes. That's my senator. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. Okay, I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Yeah, that's my senator right there. Got it. Um, right there. I, yeah, I like, I like Lindsay. Yeah, Lindsay's, cool. Lindsay's cool people. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, you know, she's out here discussing, you know, all of the things that need to be changing in the Pennsylvania House. But um, back to the point of Toomey and this Roe v. Wade overturn and people like Harry Reid Shaw and these Democrats, Republicans disguised as Democrats, mm. um, they are not, <sighs> they're just not what we need right now in yeah. 2020. I think, I think, um, I think what needs to happen is, um, this I don't even want to say the insight. People need to people need to broaden their insight because naturally, you should already your insight should already be broadened off the fact that the entire world is not cisgender white and male. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like this is the time where people have to broaden your insight and you have to realize and understand that your constituency does not look just like you and there are some areas where that is the case and that's a conversation for another time but there is going to be people that your constituent there are your constituents that don't look like you don't live like you mm-hmm. you know they mm-hmm. don't have the same beliefs as you mm-hmm. they don't worship the same way you do mm-hmm. and you still have to represent them um you know, and like I said, we'll we'll definitely talk about that. That's definitely another build session for another time. Yeah. But um and to this point, you know, although Reed Shaw is pulling out the race, I want everybody to re- think about this though, because he's pulling out. We didn't do petitioning yet, so don't be surprised if he's got somebody in in the in the mm. you know the wings waiting mm. to run. So I don't know. If that's the case, but mm. we can be sure to pay attention because petitioning for Pennsylvania starts because um, it's on my calendar. I want to say the 28th. Yep, January 28th. Oh, that's soon. Petitioning starts. It does because our, our primary is soon. Our primary is in April. So petitioning starts on January 28th for people who want to be on the ballot. Um, like y'all already know, I go hard for Summer Lee, so we will be getting out to petition for her. Um, say what? Same with Sarah and Amarado. We got a lot of work in Pennsylvania to do, so we need to get to it. Um, we probably will also dedicate an episode just to our Pennsylvania races in 2020. Oh yeah, um, definitely. So that we can get that information out to our folks that are listening. Mm-hmm. in the state of PA because we really can get a good grasp of how the politics are moving here. Mm-hmm. Um, so more to come because 2020 is a big year, y'all. It's a really big year. There's a lot of things that are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of stuff up for grabs, a lot of toss-ups. So this is the time to stay focused. Um, but real quick, we want to give y'all some other news bits. Mm-hmm. Um before we have a special segment that we're going to introduce to you all soon but uh we talked about what in the world is going on and there's a lot of things um that are happening right now um so ash what's up with george lopez what what happened with george lopez so george lopez Lopez i know i did too george lopez is hilarious um but unfortunately he made a joke that you know could it was a little controversial. Um, so an Instagram comment was left by comedian George Lopez that the Secret Service um, has caught the attention of. Mm. Um, there was a an account, Chicano World Star, posted an substantiated claim that there is an $80 million bounty for President Trump. Um, it was apparently something proposed by one of the eulogists at the funeral for the Iranian major general that um, was assassinated, murdered, killed, um, and assassinated. <laughs> mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. It was a war crime. He was that's assassinated. Um, and Lopez commented on the post that says it's an $80 million bounty. He said, we'll do it for half. Um, one of his representatives, of course, said that it was a joke. 
Um, he's a comedian, so I am assuming he was joking as well. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, you just can't make jokes like that about the president of the United States. Um, there have been other comedians that have done the same. I think we are all familiar with Kathy Griffin and that photo that she posted mm -hmm. with um, Trump's head looking like it was severed. Mm. Um, she initially apologized, though, but then she retracted the apology and basically said, F all y'all. Yeah, I ain't sorry. Yeah, so. Right. I ain't sorry. So Lopez <laughs> is, you know, dealing with that. I, I don't think it's really going to do too much damage for him. Um, the Secret Service really doesn't discuss details when it comes to those kind of, like, claims that people make um, against a president. But it is just something to know that uh, you can't do it. You know, you're just not supposed to do it. Um, so... Yeah, that's what happened with. I was trying to find. Yeah, so. No, nothing going to happen to Lopez. He's good out here. He's good uh, out here. Yeah. But basically, just for like the technicality, it's a violation of federal law to knowingly and willfully make any threats to take the life of, to kidnap, or to inflict bodily harm upon the president of the United States or a successor. So, you know, he made a comment. It falls within those guidelines of what you shouldn't do. And so it brings the attention of um, the federal government, Secret Service, all that. But Lopez, he good. He good in the hood. And what did it say um, at the end? You know, Fox News was pissed. But of course. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's good. But he, he made headlines, so, because yeah. he made the joke. And that, it was just a comment, too. It wasn't even like he made a post. He commented, and that was, you know, Man, you screenshots know. are real. Man, you know, anytime you say anything against that guy, people are going to take it to the to the 18th power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but we want to talk about some more <laughs> headlines. Yeah. Not, not as positive, but we want people to know, and we want to encourage and whatever encourage people request people if you can support prayers, um to support financially um two places uh so first puerto rico actually experienced two earthquakes mm -hmm. um there was a 5.8 um magnitude earthquake that, that shook the island like um, two days ago? A day ago. Okay. Um, and then there was another one today, a 6.4 magnitude earthquake, a deadly earthquake. Mm -hmm. um, and the report says that this is the most, most likely the most damaging quake to impact the island since 1918. Yes. Um, so, you know, the, the uh, governor of Puerto Rico has definitely declared a state of emergency. Mm -hmm. um, and Puerto Rico's request for FEMA support the request is under consideration mm -hmm. right now. Yep. Under consideration, y'all. Under consideration. Think about that, but we know. got trillions of dollars, trillions of dollars to drop bombs. Yeah, two trillion. Yeah, we got like, two trillion to drop bombs, y'all. But we can't save our own people. That's what I'm saying. Because Puerto Rico is a part of the United States of America. Yeah. Don't let nobody else tell you otherwise. Mm -mm. Although I do think it's shady how we treat Puerto Rico because they don't get full like no representation. Representation like. Uh, other states in the United States because like it's a territory, it's a but territory. still like I don't like that. Yeah, no. Nah. And all about we're considering FEMA help. Like these people, people need help. <laughs> oh, she Legit, is so sleepy. Yeah. Legit. And um. so, what did it say? So FEMA, what it does say, because it is under consideration, FEMA personnel already are on the island working closely with Puerto Rico Emergency Management Bureau. But even to that point, I'm sure their Emergency Management Bureau is, like, in shambles because there was an earthquake. Mm -hmm. um, and they also deployed two incident management assistance teams to the island and activated certain regional response teams to help. Um, everything is closed. Government offices, some hospitals um, for safety reasons. And it seems like it's residents, especially in the south, 
Um, they're terrified to go to their homes because the structures aren't stable. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. It yeah. It's bad. Uh, this analysts say earthquakes could cost Puerto Rico's economy up to three point one billion dollars. Billions would it be? Mm-hmm. Um, yo, man, we break in Puerto Rico, y'all, figuratively mm-hmm. and literally. Um, they say. 300,000 homes and businesses are without water. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious if there's people that still haven't gotten the water, electricity from the last, from the hurricanes, yeah. man. Because we forget about that. Um, so, man, focus, y'all. Let's, we got to focus some love on Puerto Rico. If, if you got a couple dollars, yo. Public um, schools are indefinitely postponed until the government inspects the buildings this week. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just... Uh, yeah, and it's, it's crazy because I was just talking about I wanted to go to Puerto Rico and I still want to go. But I know when and if we do get a chance to go, my first thing that I want to make sure we do is some kind of service mm-hmm. in some way, be able to help and support and give back however we can. Um, because a lot of people also would say, like, do travel there because traveling there puts money in the economy and it's That's needed. So, um uh, that's just something to consider too for folks who may be thinking about traveling to Puerto Rico. Um, of course, right now it's not in a good state, but you know, if you can donate and when they get back into a better space, we need to go travel there. And if you travel there, help. There's yeah. more than enough ways for you to figure out where and how you can help. So that's real. That's real. I yeah. definitely encourage that. Um, and then we have a, another natural disaster. Um, Australia. Yeah, it's in Australia, so it's not in the United States, though. Like, the help and support is a little different, but it's just sad to see um, wildfires also um, ravaging the community and the, the country. Yeah. Um, I, um, I saw a post that said, and I think this was two days ago, but they said that there was, a, like, 136 fires. Um and 69 were, like, uncontrolled. Uh, so I don't know. We don't have an updated number right now. Uh, but I know that there's a lot of fires. You can look online. You can see different you images. Can see it. Are those images um, from satellites in space? Yeah, I saw that the one is so that looks crazy. like it's on fire. Yes. Um, and it's bad. You know, there's a lot of animals, like koalas and kangaroos. Mm-hmm. That are the pictures are so heartbreaking. Um, and then I saw an article... Y'all, they were saying that there, people were killing camels in Australia. Um, and it's just like, yo, y'all are offing these camels because of the fire. Um, you know what I mean? So uh, there's a lot of different things. So Australia definitely needs it, too. Um, uh, it seems like I've seen a lot of, like, movie actors and, and things yeah. like that. I saw it first you know with I mean? Chris Brown. Focusing, yeah, Chris Brown made a post. a lot of attention on... Australia, and I just hope that Puerto Rico gets that same energy. Mm-hmm. Not trying to play struggle Olympics here, but mm-hmm. uh, we just know how certain certain countries' uh, tragedies seem to get more attention than others. Yeah. Um, you know, so like I said, put your, yeah, it's a trend, man. So put your prayers out there. Whatever extra dollars and cents y'all got, mm-hmm. y'all need to send them. Make sure y'all send it to the right place. Um, that is going to impact that country positively and not just going to some corporation's bank account. Yeah. Um, While we got these also presidential campaigns going on, raising these millions and billions of dollars. It's yeah, just sickening. We're going to talk about that too, yo. It's um, sickening. Because I just saw a number about somebody we just talked about and the money they raised, and I was mad interested. So, um, mm. but yeah, we'll, we'll wrap more about that. But as we bring our uh, uh, a close to episode, episode four, four um, this being black political millennials and us talking about all things black, all things political and all things millennial. I, uh, I got a birthday gift, um, for my 32nd birthday and it's a game. When was your birthday? In June. Oh, June I was about 24. to say, you said it like it was. I was like, it was like last yeah, week. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, nah, I'm 32 right. and a half now, y'all. I spent like a half a year. <laughs> it has, but, cause you're uh, cancer like my baby. Uh, Mm-hmm. Don't hate people be hating on cancers. No, you you good people. Period. You cancer make me happy about my baby. Period. 
So I got black card revoked. So what we're going to do every episode is we just going to just draw a card and we just going to just have a, a round. We're going to have a, possibly two rounds, maybe a third round of black card revoked. Yeah, we, we just hit in an hour. We're a few minutes over, so, so we don't want to do take too much time. We're trying to stick to this hour-long episode. We're going to do this real quick, though. Yeah. Just for fun to lighten it, because this is a heavy-ass episode. This was a heavy episode. So we're going to spread these out. what the out. fuck is going on? All right. C- correct answer wins cards. You go ahead. Pick one. I just pick one? Yeah. All right. And you just read it, and hopefully I get it right. Um, so answer the question. Uh, you, you got this. Who played the character Hustleman? On the sitcom Martin, Muscle Man, <laughs> oh man, that was my uh, my guy Tracy Morgan. Yeah, yeah, word. That's so funny. So you know, like I watched Martin as a kid, and when I realized that Hustle Man was Tracy Morgan as an adult, who Tracy Morgan looks like, I was like, damn, <laughs> he looks younger now than he did back Yo, then legit. when he was Hustle Man, which is great. Shout out to them jeans, yeah. but yeah, I don't connect. All don't right. don't crenac. Watch me not keep my black card, cause y'all know I. If it's about some black shows, I don't got all the black shows on my belt. Oh man, Dad, we trying to keep it light, and this question's heavy, man. Uh, I, might, I might do a skip, yo. All right. Uh, I ain't even want to talk about that, even though it is coming up. Well, not really, but we'll, we ain't gonna do that one. We ain't gonna do that one. Okay, it is a good one. All right. According to Mama. What does it mean if your hand itches? A, you got debt to pay. B, you about to lose your hand. C, you need to wash your hands. Or D, you got you about some money coming to you. I think that one is D. I got some money coming. Yeah, got some My hand money, be itching sometimes, money. but I be wondering when the the old black guy's gonna Yo, send that money when my money, when my hand be itching. Right, I just be wondering if it's just the dry skin. I need some Nivea or if there's <laughs> money coming. Yeah, I be same thing be happening to me. But uh, yeah, you know, shout out to Black Cory Vote. Um, I like this original flavor, first edition. If somebody wants to gift us another edition, we down. Email us and we'll give you a PO box where you can send that <laughs> send it to. to. Oh, the email is bpmpodcast412 at gmail.com. bpmpodcast412 at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks to y'all for listening. This is episode four. WTF is going on, y'all. It's crazy Uh out here in the United States of America. But uh, we're going to keep bringing it to you. Thanks for listening. We're going to be all right, y'all. We are. Stay Kendrick positive, said it best. Yeah. Stay positive. We love y'all. We will catch y'all on episode five. Wash your hands when you leave the bathroom, y'all. <laughs> Peace. Peace.